Welcome to Dad Feelings, the podcast about fictional father figures. This week we're talking about Uncle Ben, and no, I don't mean the racist caricature used to sell rice by a huge multinational corporation. I mean Spider-Man's father figure, um, one of the very few characters in all of comics who stays dead, and perhaps best known for a line that I think many continue to associate with Spider-Man today. Uh, so, so Uncle Ben is notable to me for a few reasons. I think, first of all, this is something that we've talked about on this show before, but um, the idea of a father figure being killed to sort of teach a lesson to a character who is going to be like the main character of the series. So obviously, Uncle Ben is most well known for dying, um, and uh, he dies in a manner that really sets up the entire Spider-Man mythos, right? So I guess if you somehow, if you're not aware of this story, basically, I mean, it's been told and retold so many times, and that's one thing that may come up in this episode. There are so many different canons and universes and multiverses and polyverses and polycules in comics that it's hard to keep track. Um, I think there are some threads that run throughout them, though. And in almost every universe in Marvel, Uncle Ben's dead. There are a few where he's still alive and Spider-Man or Peter Parker turns out very differently as a result. But for the most part, Uncle Ben is dead. And I should also say that I am not a huge comics reader. Um, I I do try and... Well, I don't try to. I think despite my best efforts, I keep up with the MCU just because it's sort of omnipresent. And if you're on the internet, you hear about this stuff. And it's kind of wild to me how mainstream a lot of this this stuff has gotten spider-man is kind of an interesting case because he the rights to the films were maybe owned by sony and not marvel and so those films aren't canonical to the mcu and this is all terribly interesting um but the point is that i don't know firsthand a lot of the stuff i do read a lot of wiki articles because i have a problem and i also do have a lot of friends who are deeply into comics who have really, um, I've absorbed a lot through osmosis. So um, shout outs to Colin Space Twinks and LB Hunk Tears, friends of the show. Um, so basically Uncle Ben is Spider-Man's adoptive father. So he is his uncle, Aunt Bay. Aunt Bay. Uh, <laughs> Aunt May is, uh, is uh, his, his aunt, obviously. And Spider-Man... It's sort of a classic story, right? Um, boy's parents die in plane crash. Boy is taken in by aunt and uncle. Boy gets bitten by radioactive spider, gains spider-themed superpowers, uh, commensurate strength and, and speed of a spider. And um, because he's a teen, he doesn't directly go to like, oh, I'm going to fight crimes with this power. He goes to, I'm going to become famous and make money, which is like pretty realistic, I think. Um and so Spider-Man gets into wrestling. He becomes a wrestling man. And then he goes into TV. Um, and this is all in the Sam Raimi uh, version of Spider-Man, the movies that came out in the 2000s. Um, and it's basically in every iteration. Spider-Man starts off using his powers for personal gain, right? Which I think is pretty relatable. Most people would not go to like, I'm going to be a super cop now. 
Um, and if you would, maybe you should look at that. Um, so Spider-Man is, is wrestling people. He's using his powers to make some money for himself. And one day he is leaving the TV set or wrestling arena, depending on which universe we're talking about or which continuity. And uh, he sees this burglar running away from the scene of a crime. And there's a security guard who's like, hey, hey, Spider-Man, help me stop that guy. And Peter Parker is just like, that's not my job, buddy. So what happens then is uh, is Spider-Man goes home and he meets a police officer who says, son, your uncle Ben has been killed by a burglar. And Spider-Man's obviously very upset and he goes to find the burglar and uh, he goes to, to confront the burglar and it turns out that the burglar is the one that he let get away. And so at this point, he he realizes, and in the original comics where this happens, Uncle Ben never actually says this line in Amazing Fantasy number 15 in August 1962. Uncle Ben's first appearance where he also dies, um, he... He doesn't say this line. It's sort of like a caption summarizing what Spider-Man has learned from this experience, which is, with great power comes great responsibility. And this line apparently predates Spider-Man. It was said by Winston Churchill in 1906. And then there's also a, a Jesus kind of twist on this line in the Gospel of Luke, where he says, everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required, Luke 12, 48. And that variation is kind of interesting to me because it reads a little more communistically, like it's a little more um, from each according to ability to each according to need, whereas the original line feels somewhat paternalistic to me. Um, I mean, I get that it's supposed to be this really valuable moral lesson uh, for Spider-Man. And he learns that he has these abilities that other people don't have, and he has to use them for other people's benefit. But if you think about it, it's almost like this, to me at least, it strikes me as this kind of like, well, you are better than other people. You have these gifts, um, and you must use them to, to benefit like those less... Uh, less blessed than you almost and i guess that i'm not saying it's like a bad concept but i think there is like this hint of paternalism that is inherent in the superhero genre like there are people who are better than other people there are people who have these godlike abilities and um the like the the ethics of normal people don't really apply to them they have to sort of come to their own conclusions about what is right and wrong and um as I'm saying all this, I'm realizing that this is basically what civil war is about, um, whether or not superpowered people should have the sort of autonomy to use their powers in ways that that they feel um, befit them, whether or not those are sort of paternalistically good ways or self-serving or what have you. And that wasn't a very interesting um, take on all of that. So I guess comics, superhero comics have sort of explored that idea and probably... Uh, comics outside of Marvel and DC have explored those ideas in more interesting ways, but that's really at the core of the whole Spider-Man um, concept, right? Is first of all loss, so he loses his parents, um, he loses his Uncle Ben, and there's a real similarity to Batman in that respect, I think. So, like the loss of a father figure or parent figure, 
as sort of the catalyst for becoming a superhero. And Uncle Ben, just like um, just like uh, Batman's parents, uh, Martha and um, Dad Wayne, uh, are just killed by a kind of like a random goon. Um, Thomas Wayne is his name. Um, and they're just killed by a random goon. They're not killed by like Electric Man. Um, they're not killed by the human uh, the human scorpion. These are all real superheroes that exist in the extended Marvel universe. Um, they're just killed by a guy. And um, in Bruce Wayne's case, it's less of a, the flavor is a little different because it's not like he, they died through negligence. It's sort of just more a commentary of like crime in Gotham, I guess. And um, an interesting thing about Uncle Ben as sort of this catalyst for Spider-Man's narrative and, and personal development as a character is that Uncle Ben stays dead. Um, there are very, very few characters in comics. I don't know if you know this, but um, there are very few characters in comics that stay dead, and there's a very good reason for that, right? And that is that if you're writing a cape comic story and you want to increase the drama and you want to sell comics, what's one way that you can do that? Well, you can kill off a character. Like, I don't know how many people listening to this podcast are familiar with the death of Superman storyline that ran in the 90s, but basically DC was like, we're killing Superman. Everyone buy this comic. It's going to be worth lots of money in the future. Um, And then Superman was replaced by like a robot... um, Electric Superman, I think he was Superman for a while. Uh, Steel was was one of the Supermans. And then I think Superboy. I think those were the four. And then obviously Superman comes back to life because like, what are you going to do? Just like not make any more Superman comics? Like, no, that's ridiculous. Um, and even when they do things like, oh, Captain America isn't, um, what's his name anymore? Falcon is Captain America now. Like Captain America is, comes back right like he's not there's either an alternate universe one of him that comes or like someone he's resurrected through magic or time travel or something but like that's the kind of problem the central one of the central problems with cape Cape comics to me is like you have to constantly ratchet up this drama but then none of it can be meaningful because these stories are indefinite um to the extent that they're like quote canonical um, and in the main series, no one can stay dead except a few people. Traditionally, uh, the the sort of big three comic deaths were Uncle Ben, Jason Todd, who is like one of Batman's friends, and Bucky, who we all know and love now as the, the metal-armed um, uh, boyfriend of Captain America. And so there was this phrase, like, no one in comics stays dead except for Bucky, Jason Todd, and Uncle Ben. But in 2005, Bucky and Jason Todd come back. And so Uncle Ben, and I guess Gwen Stacy, I'm not really sure what her status is, but she's, like, the character that Spider-Man tries to save, but then maybe killed by, like, saving her from falling with webs and broke her neck. Not really clear. Um... I don't know what her status is right now, but Uncle Ben is like one of the very few people who who actually stays dead. And I think bringing him back would be very strange because, I mean, they have sort of... Uncle Ben appears more in 
retcons or in like other universes. And like I said, in the original appearance of Spider-Man, um, I think it's the original appearance of Spider-Man, the original appearance of Uncle Ben for sure, he dies in the same issue, right? Um, he sort of appears in flashbacks more and they turn that line about great power and great responsibility into kind of like his catchphrase that he like sort of hectors Peter with in case he ever got spider powers, I guess. Um, but he never originally said it, but so bringing him back would be like very, very strange. Um, and I think there have sort of been examples of universes where like alternate realities where like Aunt May died instead of, uh, instead of Ben or like both of them are alive um, and I think in most of those, Peter doesn't become a superhero. Like he goes into show business or something like, and there's one, yeah, there's one where Peter goes into show business and, um, uncle Ben is his agent and, um, eventually like, uh, I think all of his villains that he would have taken care of are, are beaten up by like Thor or like some other guys. And, um, so basically, like, his death is the whole catalyst of Spider-Man's existence, his raison d'etre, right? Um, and if he doesn't die, Spider-Man doesn't really become a hero. Um, and it's sort of... <laughs> some, of, some of this stuff is explored in kind of strange ways in different media. So, like, in the movies, this basically ha- plays out the way that it does in the comics, right? So, like, um, with this sort of added uh, pathos of, like, um, ben being like laid off from his job and um, and worrying about like uh, Peter's weird like behavior. Uh, and there's a scene in the Sam Raimi movie where Peter's like, you're not my dad. And Ben is like really like hurt by that. And then Ben's killed him. <laughs> um, and so like they've really just wanted to ratchet up like the drama and like intensity and like he is the closest thing that he's really had to a father for a long time. Um, and then he dies and, uh, and Peter is sort of like haunted by this whole thing. And he goes through this thing of, by the end of the movie, he's like, he, I think he's like fighting the green goblin and, um, it's really dramatic. And I think maybe the green goblin is like taunting him about like not having, a dad or something and it's William Defoe, and uh it's really terrifying and I think as like a child this was maybe the first film I'd seen with Willem Defoe in it and um wow he's spooky he's a spooky dude and he's like Tony like you don't have a dad and Peter's like I do have a dad his name is Uncle Ben and then um the Green Goblin dies um but Spider-Man doesn't kill him because great power great responsibility Right. So, um, and, uh, there's like, Uncle Ben sort of appears throughout the rest of the trilogy, right? So like in the second film, he shows up in this flashback and, um, he's like, don't give up Peter, be Spider-Man. And, um, and then Peter like tells Aunt May what happened with Uncle Ben and she's like really upset, but then she's like, oh, you're, it's good you told the truth. And then it gets really weird in the third film, just like everything else about the third film. And I know this has been done to death, um, but basically he finds out that the guy who he thought killed Ben was an accomplice of Flint Marco, also known as the Sandman, who is Uncle Ben's real killer. 
and Peter has like imagines uh, Flint Marco like coldly killing Uncle Ben, um, and then he finds out later on that Flint Marco didn't want to kill Ben at all. He um, he accidentally like shot him, I guess, uh, and. He stole the car to make money for his daughter Penny, and uh, and so Flynn Marco was like really remorseful for killing Ben, and uh, and Spider Man learns a lesson about how important forgiveness is over revenge, which is kind of weird, I guess. Like anything that you do with good motives in the Spider Man universe is fine, like. I, like at what you're uh, where does that fall under great power responsibility right like are you supposed to be like okay that's cool um i don't know superheroes i feel like do a really bad job of getting into the whole like issues around the law and um and morality and like what is right versus what is legal a lot of the time and when they do try and do it it's really ham-fisted um and I'm just learning that apparently Martin Sheen was Uncle Ben in the 2012 Spider-Man movie, which is, like, ridiculous. Um, what? What? Excuse me? Um, and it's basically the same, except his killer remains at large, I guess. And uh, and they do the same thing with, like, the argument. And then, and then Uncle Ben gets killed. So, you know, movies, they really have to, like, make it extra dramatic right wow weird um yeah i mean i don't know what else to say really about um about uncle ben he is just sort of like this or dad death in comics um that's sort of all other dad deaths point to right i mean like that's sort of Spider-Man's whole deal, um, the sort of catalyst of, of Spider-Man. Um, and I think it's interesting to sort of look at some of the versions of reality in the Marvel comics where Ben is still alive. Um, there's one where he's like an activist and then gets killed by, um, Norman Osborn's goons. Um, so they make him like a real SJW in that one in Marvel Noir. He's a real social justice guy. Um, but then there's another one where he's like, he knows that Peter is Spider-Man. And it, yeah, I don't know. There's too many universes in Marvel. Okay. I feel like uncle ben is like one of the few places where they show like where marvel has shown some restraint in like bringing people back from the dead or like changing things or like alt realities because he's like mostly just dead in all of them which is like good can you just leave one thing alone can you just leave like one character alone that was birthed from stanley's brain womb can you just leave him be for like one second i don't know i mean I feel like at some point Marvel is going to run out of things and just be like, guess what? Uncle Ben, he's back and he's a superhero now too. Um, he has the greatest responsibility of all being an adoptive father. 
please don't do that. I feel like now that I've put that out into the world, it's going to like anti-secret back to me and like that's going to end up happening. But because I don't read comics, it doesn't really matter. Um, I feel like maybe that is about all I've got to say about Uncle Ben. Um, Kind of an interesting figure in the fact that he didn't really do much except die, um, but he's sort of a really important character as a result. And then also just the kind of paternalistic angle of his whole deal. Um, There's not, it's not about like, if you have power, you have to share it with people. If you have power, you have to work to dismantle power or whatever. Um, Maybe the SJW version of Ben says stuff like that. But, um, but the Ben we know and love great power. That's fine. You know, it's yours. You should use it, but just use it responsibly. Right. Um, it's, you know, it's like your burden to sort of use it in a way that befits those lesser people who, like, don't, who can't shoot, like, webs out of their butt or whatever. Um, those poor, like, benighted souls. Uh, I think that's basically it. Um, so, uh, just uh, remember that with great dad feelings comes great responsibilities to podcast about them. So if you have uh, ideas for a dad that you want to see featured on Dad Feelings um, or a guest dad that you want to see on the show or hear on the show, I guess more accurately, um, then do let me know. Let us know at Dad Feelings on Twitter. Um, tell your friends about the show. And, um, you know, just, uh, just keep those fingers crossed that Uncle Ben stays dead because I feel like that's one of the signs of the end times when he comes back. So please don't, Marvel. Thank you. Bye, kiddos. Dad Feelings is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Dad Feelings is a part of Stay Me, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Me at dadfeelings.com support. Our theme music is Swell Content by Speedy Ortiz off their album Foiled Gear. Thanks to Car Park Records and Sadie Dupuy for letting us use it. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at dadfeelings and at staymeanco. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.